Yes, people, it is a special edition of Echo Chamber today, people. Yes, yes, yes. It's always a treat when one of those happens, right? And this is even more so because today we look at the new indie flick that will melt your heart. It is clairvoyant and it is from the uh, directing acting and uh, writing duo Michaela Whitman and Arthur De La Rocha. So people, um, we're going to look at the film first and then we've got a little treat for you. So sit back and let's uh, gaze into that crystal ball as it were. Okay, horror fans, mark Thursday the 12th of August in your calendars. That is right, because Shudder, AMC Network's premium streamer for horror, thriller, and the supernatural, have announced that the new event series, Slasher, Flesh and Blood, starring horror legend David Cronenberg, Bum, bum, bum. Will exclusively stream on the service in the US, Australia and New Zealand Beginning Thursday, August the 12th With two episodes followed by new episodes streaming each week The series follows a wealthy, dysfunctional family That gathers for a reunion on a secluded island only to learn they'll be pitted against one another in a cruel game of life and death. Ooh. All while being stalked by a mysterious masked killer. Nothing is what it seems, and no one is safe as detention and body count ratchets up. The eight-episode event series stars Cronenberg alongside cast members from previous installments of the slasher franchise in brand new roles including Paula Brancati, Jefferson Brown, Patrice Goodman, Sabrina Gredjevich and Christopher Jackot. Right, so um yeah, adding to the cast will also be Rachel Crawford, Jenna Guzan, Sydney Meyer and Alex Ogerola. So um there you have it people. There you have it. You know slasher flesh and blood is like knives out done by John Carpenter and takes the slasher franchise to a new level with a gripping and scary story about family secrets, intrigue, murder and legacy. Um, we're incredibly lucky to have David Cronenberg, an icon of the genre, giving a standout performance as the fearsome, intimidating patriarch of the Galloway family, who sets the tone for the shocking twists, crazy mysteries, and total mayhem that's to come. 
Shadow members won't want to miss a single episode of this incredible event series. And that is from Shadow General Manager Craig Engler. I mean, yeah, he won't steer you wrong. No, but seriously, everything on Shadow is great. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything I haven't enjoyed yet. So, yeah, I think this will be worth watching. So, people... The 12th of August, mark it down. Oh, people, some more festival information for you. The Etheria Film Night have announced that they will be streaming, right, their 2021 official short films showcase lineup exclusively on Shudder starting from Friday the 25th of June all the way through to the 25th of July. This year's festival, the world's most respected annual showcase of horror, science fiction, fantasy action and thriller films directed by women will feature nine short films and honour the Walking Dead showrunner and executive producer Angela Kang with the 2021 Etheria Inspiration Award given annually to a person in the entertainment industry who has inspired women to pursue careers working in genre film and television. Producer Gail Ann Hard will present the award to Kang with the ceremony included as part of the official Etheria 2021 content streaming on Shudder. The 2021 lineup has come has some of the funniest things we've ever programmed alongside some of the darkest and most disturbing things we've ever programmed. And that is from Etheria Director of Programming, Heidi Honeycott. Mm-hmm. Right, so, um, yeah, she also says, And we're so happy to be screening on Shudder for the second year in a row. Dum-dum-dum. Right, so, um, yeah, people. I mean, do you really want to miss all of this? You know, Gaywa and Heard says the Ethereum Film Festival is the prominent forum showcasing the many talented women working in the genre field. As The Walking Dead's first female showrunner, Angela Kang has proven herself to be a visionary in the horror sci-fi medium, and she is also one of the most talented people working in television today. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Kang says, as a lifelong fan of horror, sci-fi, fantasy, action and thrillers, I am truly humbled to be in the company of the incredible women of Etheria, um, and who have been honoured over the years with their Inspiration Award, not least the incomparable Gail and Hurd. I am on a trail she blazed and loved that Etheria is showcasing new genre films created by women who want to travel the same exhilarating path. So, um, yeah, 
there you have it, people. It is, uh, it is going to be coming at you, which uh, should be fun. Right, some of those films that will be screening. Okay, uh, we've got the fourth wall. This is directed by Kelsey Bowling. Um, we got Narrow, directed by Anna Chazelle. Have You Will Never Be Back from Monica Matteo. Booster Strapped from Katty Aaron. Uh, Misfits from Kayani Ray Walker. The Grey from Myra Aquino. Paula Votron 500 from Sylvia Concia. Eye Exam from Aslim Clark. And Who Goes There from Astrid for Vladson. <laughs> you know, so, um, hey, looks like it is going to be a fun uh, festival, people. So go check out the Ethereal website. And remember, it will start Friday the 25th of June, running all the way to the 25th of July, exclusively on Shudder. Yo, something that people missed in 2020 were those pop-up cinema screens. But people, people, do not worry. 2021, it's a new year. And the screens are back. Pop-up screens are delighted to announce their return to London with an enormous season of outdoor cinema packed with feel-good movies, guilty pleasures and cult classics that make your film all warm and fuzzy inside. Pop-up screens invite you and your family to indulge in an evening that you won't forget with your loved ones. It's relaxed atmosphere and friendly vibe praised by critics across the country will have you coming back year after year. This year, pop-up screens will span across Eight London parks. That's right, people. Eight. And open spaces over three months. Launching on, oh shit, my birthday, the 9th of July at Coram's Fields with the fan favourite, The Craft. Pop-up screens offers films for fans of all genres, including smash hit musical dramas such as The Greatest Showman, A Star Is Born, Bohemity Rhapsody, and Rocket Man. For audiences wanting nostalgia, fans will be able to revisit fan favourites such as Back to the Future, The Goonies, and Dirty Dancing, um, plus a whole lot more. You know, you can uh, join them for a movie or two and you'll find a great environment along with a bar and some of London's best street food traders. So, the uh, the films that you can enjoy, people, well, on, as I said, starting on the 9th of July at Crom's Fields is The Craft, The Tenth, um, 
is the greatest showman. The 11th, Bill and Ted face the music. Then over to Bishop's Park in Fulham on the 16th with 10 Things I Hate About You. 17th, Dirty Dancing. And the 18th, The Goonies. Then it's North Greenwich from the 23rd of July for 500 Days of Summer. Greece on the 24th and Back to the Future on the 25th and July ends at Hillfields in Brockley so on the 30th July is the Goonies and the 31st Dirty Dancing Uh, staying on Brockfield um, on the 1st of August it's the Greatest Showman then back to Crom- Corman's Fields on the 6th of August. Three films on the 6th with you've got Jojo Rabbit, Pretty Woman, and Ghostbusters. Then Hammersmith, you're not forgotten because on the 13th at Ravens Court Park, you've got Jaws. On the 14th, it's Bohemian and Rhapsody. And then the 15th, it's The Greatest Showman. The Guild Hall in the City of London, people. On the 16th, um, you've got um, The Greatest Showman. To 17th, you've got Moonlight. On the 18th, you've got Philadelphia. The 19th, it's The Beach. The 20th, it's Dreamgirls. And the 21st of August is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Then, Hiver Green, people. From the 27th of August at Manor House Gardens, we got Bohemian Rhapsody. On the 28th, it is The Greatest Showman. And then on the 29th of August, it is A Star is Born. But that's not all. So back to Bishop's Park in Fulham for the 3rd of September. Because it's Rocket Man. The 4th, it's A Star is Born. Then the 5th, it's The Greatest Showman. So then on the 10th of September... It is back to Hammersmith, so Ravens Court Park, it's Dirty Dancing. On the 11th, it is at Jurassic Park. And the 12th, it is Rocket Man. And it all ends at the Oval in Kennington Park. Right, so 17th of September, it's The Greatest Showman. The 18th, it's Notting Hill. And then the 19th of September, it all closes with a star is born. So you can book tickets and find out more at popupscreens.co.uk. Adult tickets are £14 and those under 12s, it is £9. But remember people, there will still be COVID policies in place. But, yes, for more information, people, go down and check out popupscreens.co.uk. Okay, people, so I have just had the opportunity to watch a new indie flick that 
Yo, it is so much fun. So much fun, people. The feature is called Clairvoyant. Right, it is the directorial debut of Michaela Whitman. Um, she co-directed it with Arthur Delaroche. Um, they co-wrote together. You know what I mean? So um also, you know, um Delaroche handled the cinematography, um Whitman did the editing, and they both produced. It has a very good cast. Uh, Whitman also, well, they both also starred in the film, right? Um, although we don't actually get to see Della Roche, who plays Earl, um, the cameraman, and Whitman plays Claire Rivers. Um, we then have Amy Benedict plays Claire's mum, Eliza. Um, you know, some of the people Claire meets along the way. There is Bliss, played by Emily Vernickel. Um, we've got um, Sarah, who plays by Anne Scootin. Um, we've got Anne Anya, played by Anushka. Uh, Guru Bodhidharma, played by Sam Disanaki. Uh, we have D played by Heidi Fetch. We have Drew, played by Andrew Kirkley. Uh, Do, played by Ashley Moret. And Guru Ben, played by Reese Height. So, uh, the gist of the film, you ask? Well, people, Claire Rivers... Is a spoiled rich girl who hires a camera crew to document her journey as she attempts to shed her ego and attain enlightenment. After a particularly mind-blowing yoga session, 21-year-old Claire realises she's the only one with most of the answers to all of life's questions and that she's the best suited person to answer the rest. Her yoga teacher once said that yoga was Indian, so that's where she'll start. And um, yeah, we have Claire going on a journey for enlightenment, basically speaking with a host of spiritual and religious leaders and Guides to try and really drill down to the essence of, um, you know, what enlightenment is, and uh, the journey of all of this. Oh man, it is fantastic, fantastic people. I think the the joy because this is you know a, a mockumentary, and. We really do get that sense You know, we we honestly, you know, have that feeling that, yeah, this is a girl that has um, been able to hire a film crew, right? She, she's got the money together and she's putting it out there But has no real clue, has no real clue of what the hell she's doing You know, like... 
it, it, it's one of those ones where it's that person that has kind of good intentions, but also is looking for that clout, right? Looking for that shine. It, it's not just out of the goodness of their heart, even though that's what they're telling themselves, right? But then, you know, they really want all the fame and success that comes with it. And uh, we really get that here. Oh, man, there's so many just fantastic moments, right? Just with the, the conversations with the, the, you know, all the different people involved, you know, finding out stuff like not every person in a country <laughs> has the same religion. You know, that, that really was a mind blower. Thinking that graffiti is an actual, you know, language. <laughs> Mixing up um, cultures. Claire does them all. Claire does them all. And I, I think what really helps make this work is it's not over the top, right? I think that's one of the, the key points here. It is a crazy, ridiculous, you know, situation that we're seeing. But we have seen this, right? We have seen these people do these same things on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you know, I say TikTok, I don't have TikTok, but, you know, watching your mum's house, you get to see a lot of Christina P's crazy-ass TikTok, and Claire is one of those people that um, you could imagine her bringing in for the show, right? <laughs> That's what that is, people. So, yeah, you're watching it, and, you know, you do believe, right? You you are immersed in this whole experience, and the direction definitely helps play into that as well, you know, because the way it's shot, right, the lighting, the way the, the you know, the, the shots are framed, all of that fits into the narrative of this piece, you know, because it isn't this highbrow approach, it's not even that, you know, early Clerk's Kevin Smith approach, this is just something else, right, this is the, um, yeah, the, the, the camera person that you find on Gumtree, right, that, 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 that's what we see here, and it all adds to the ambiance, that's right, people, the ambiance of the piece, and that is a true joy, right, it, it's always a great thing when you see something that you can actually immerse yourself in, right, you can actually cringe with what's happening, right, I, I think if you enjoyed the British office, you will like this, right, it, it's got that sensibility to it, you know, you will be like, Oh no, she said that? She said that? 
there was, there's this moment where um, <laughs> she's in a church, right? And the lady she's speaking to says, um, when you die, you go to paradise. And Claire says something along the lines of, do you know someone who died and came back? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> man you don't have to be a christian you kind of think to to get that i mean really there's something like that in all religion i kind of feel i mean yeah i think so i i mean to be honest i'm not an expert so i do i might be talking out of my ass there but that's what i think right but yeah we get these fantastic moments from Claire dropping these these lines that you're just like what did she just ask <laughs> what what is just happening here i cannot believe this this is insane you know and and it's great you know when someone's saying you have to release you know to, to find enlightenment you have to find release from self and Claire's response to that is just, oh, <laughs> it's sublime. It's sublime, people. You know what I mean? It, it, it's one of those films. Everything just works. You know when you watch a thing and it all just, it clicks perfectly. You know, just the acting. You know, because this really does, and I listen, I know. I know, I understand, I've said it numerous times, but the film really does rest on these performances, um, that, that is a thing, right, if, if any one of these actors drops, you know, drops the pretense, right, lets you behind the curtain, and you see the real wizard, you're just going to be like, oh, no, what, is that really, that, it's this, ah, but no, everyone holds it up, we get these great, really great performances, even from people that don't have a huge part in the film, you know, the part might be small, but the performance the performance is is, is is as weighty as everyone else, right? Like, um, you know, uh, Anushka, who plays Anya. It, it's, it's a small role. But it, it's the, the, the cadence, right? It, it's one of those things because you, you have to have that... Huh? You know, when someone asks you something that is so ridiculous... You know what I mean? It's that that catch, right? When you <laughs> your brain catches up and you're like, wait, did they just ask? <laughs> huh? <laughs> and you're trying not to be rude. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're looking at this person trying not to be rude, but in your head you are thinking, Did your ass get an education? Did you? Because I I wonder. 
I wonder if your parents loved you. <laughs> How do you get through life? Please explain that to me. And yeah, we get those responses. Right? We then get these other ones. Like Emily Emily Vern Nicole's bliss. <laughs> a, a great character. A great character. I, I think you're gonna love Guru Ben because Reese Hyatt, you know, really kills it as Guru Ben. You know, like everyone does. You know, you could, you know, shout out every one of these performances because they are all just really good. Really good, and it adds to that film. Plus, as I said, look, it's all about the direction as well. You know, it, it, like the performances are good, but if the if the direction is too polished, this doesn't work. You know, it just it doesn't work, right? Because you you, you have to believe that the cameraman is is, is this, right? Because also then it plays into stuff that happens towards the end. So you have to believe. So you have to get those shots. And, oh, man, there's there's these great mo- Whew, Right? Now, sometimes when you have those p- moments in films when someone takes a phone call, right? A video call, or they're doing a, a screen chat on a computer. It's shot in a certain way. <laughs> Not here, people. Not here. There is a great FaceTime moment, and whew, let's just say, no one will be thinking that Earl is Steven Spielberg. I mean, no one's going to think that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it it really does work. You know, the, um, the pace of the film, you're engaged all the way through. You know, you really are engaged because you want to know how the hell is Claire going to pull this off? Right? How is it going to fit together? How is it going to work? Especially the more you work out about Claire. Go, you, you're just scratching your head a little, thinking, wait, how the hell is she... Do- how can this person do this thing? I, I'm baffled. I am baffled. It's 90 minutes, and that is a, a, a perfect time. Right, it's a perfect time because you don't become bored, and when it ends, it has a very good conclusion, and a conclusion that, although it fits the film, it does kind of carry a message, right? It carries a message, which, to be honest, you are surprised Claire's got it in her. You are surprised Claire's got it in her I don't know if she understands what she said Maybe it's one of those It could be a Chip Chipperson moment Who knows, right? Who knows? But Claire does it Claire does it And yeah, I, I think you will thoroughly enjoy it I really do, people Yeah, this... 
it's it's not one of those ones you want to miss. I honestly I will tell you that. So on um it's out 22nd of June. Okay. And it will be hitting all of your favorite VOD platforms. Around all your VOD platforms people. You know what I mean? So whether that is iTunes, you know, Google Play, Voodoo, you can find it there. It's on Amazon Prime as well, you know, which definitely is a huge moment for Claire. You have to watch the film to understand that, so um, make sure you do. And, you know, it's a Tuesday, right? Hey, it's a crazy one, right? Tuesday, but yes, it fits. So people, go check out Clairvoyant. I I really do not think you will be disappointed. Okay, I really don't. Um, just like the tagline, it is holistically funny. <laughs> and I honestly think, right? You know, sometimes you you see there's a film. Um, and the poster doesn't always match the the tone of the film. This poster matches the the tone and the feel of the film. It it really does, right? It it's great. It, it is truly great. Um, so you want to see it? You want to see it for the, the production, the performances, just the whole entertainment of it all so people go check out clairvoyant i really honestly feel you will enjoy it okay people so i told you a little sign extra and that is we got the opportunity to sit down with michaela and arthur and talk about the film how it all came together and some other stuff as well and um, yeah, people, sit back because you get to hear from these two extreme talented individuals yourself and you will not want to miss it. Let's go. Okay, people, so I'm here today. I'm very thrilled because today I'm speaking to Claire Rivers. She's brought her cameraman along with her for some weird reason, but Claire, right? You, you've filmed a documentary. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's now out. Now, obviously, I think you wanted it to be on Amazon or Netflix, but it's not. So what was the pivot? Right. Why did you choose to go the more indie route? Well, on June twenty second, it actually it actually will be on Amazon, which is so exciting. Oh, oh, oh dreams do come true. Oh. I know, right? Literally, it's a dream come true. <laughs> no, so um, yeah, Michaela Whitman and Arthur Della Rocha, um, guys, this documentary, it's hilarious it is very hilarious and it it really does seem to capture I think I don't know like in my opinion of what you know in in the whole 
you know, press briefs and everything that it says you want it to be. And you know, sometimes you read those and be like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to do this. And you read and be like, no, that was not that. But this yeah. really does seem that, yeah, you, you got this, um, this girl who's trying to find this enlightenment and goes on this weird old journey. And, and yeah, that, that's the vibe that you get from, from the giddy up, right? What made yeah. you kind of create this? Sorry, what was the last thing you said? What what made you create this? What was the whole vision? Um, well, there were there were a lot of moving pieces. Um, I think one thing that kind of started this whole thing is that um I'm an actor primarily and I was auditioning for things and I wasn't booking things, which gets really tiring. So we were like, let's just make our own thing. And at the same time that that was happening, I was in this acting class that really inspired a lot of the ideas that um, we put into Clairvoyant and we were meeting people that were inspiring it. And Mark Duplass did this YouTube seminar or not, not a YouTube no. seminar, it was a YouTube video of him at a seminar talking about making your own projects and it was just so many things that came together and eventually we just we just started making it it was super easy ah, how long did it take to write well we kind of wrote it as we went to be honest it started with um we just set up a camera in arthur's bedroom and we did i improved just for like 12 hours we just kept going because it was so fun and um, we would see what we got, where the story was taking us. And then we would write a few scenes and we just kind of did that. And then we would, we would film those scenes and we'd go back the next weekend and film more scenes, but it wrote itself as it went along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like, we didn't really know who Claire was. Like it really started with Michaela doing this impression or like this, she, Claire, the character came fully formed. Like Michaela just started making, doing this act on the couch and then, um, so, you know, when we would record, Michaela would just start, or Claire, because it really wasn't, it's, Michaela's not like that, you know? So like, she would just start doing, saying all this wild, fully formed character stuff. And these like, this whole history of this person who we didn't, who both didn't know who she was, started coming out of Michaela's mouth like it was nothing. And, uh, and so then we just started like, we let Claire write the movie. Like she just started, <laughs> you, after that improv session, you gave us so many things that we then spun into like the river scene where like we where like you you go chasing down like that cult or like uh you know like when when you try to do a seance like we did all these things because claire just suggested it in in the first interview when she was like just you know in the in that 12-hour improv session and then from there we got the whole movie nice because yeah, I don't think Claire really knows who she is. <laughs> you know, when you watch it, it's just, oh my gosh. It was, I think, at the very beginning when you, um, well, there's so many just golden lines. Like, um, my parents don't support me, just, you know, just pay for everything. <laughs> and then Errol was like, wait, so your parents don't support you, but they pay for it. Yeah, well, money isn't everything. Like money, <laughs> are you just like, oh my God, I, I've met this girl so many times. <laughs> yeah, dude, thank you for noticing that. I'm, gla I'm glad you can relate to that. Cause yeah, yep, yep, yep. So many people like that. Like that. <laughs> no, I think that was the, the joy of it, that you just really captured this thing and it didn't necessarily feel forced. 
You know, sometimes you watch it, like when you see films and someone's pretending to be stoned or drunk, and it's just like, hey, guy. And it's just like, it's oh, a bit much, man. Like, people don't really act like that. Come on. But this, yeah, this just felt like this girl throwing out, like, why are you anxious with the human condition? And you're just like, oh, my God. But she's saying it like that's a thing. Like, she actually believes it. And we believe that she believes it. And it was just like, oh, this, this is great. You know? Um, when you started, because you know, you're saying you didn't really know where this was going. Mm -hmm. Did you have a thought on how you were gonna end it? No, we didn't, we didn't even know how we were gonna end it pretty much until five minutes before we yeah. started shooting the ending. <laughs> so we took, we took that journey with Claire. We really yeah, didn't man. know where it was gonna go. It was go. like a garden, it just grew. Yeah, we didn't know where it was going. Yeah. And, and why that ending? Like, why did you think this is the way this should end? Well, I think that we didn't want to like, after ev after everything we had just shown people, we didn't want to force feed a message down people's throats. It didn't feel right to be like, and the meaning of life is, mm. ta-da, you know? So it felt very, it was very natural. It was like the only thing we could do. It was the know? only true thing that, that, it was the only conclusion I came to in real life for making the movie too. Like that's, that's kind of it too. Yeah. Like. It was the only bit of wisdom that we gleaned from the experience in some ways. You know? Yeah, ma making movies is always a very, um, it's the experience, the movie itself, I feel like always mimics whatever we're going through in real life at that time to an extent. So the ending was kind of like, in a way, what I had learned genuinely through making the movie, yeah. which, oh my God, it's getting way too meta. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I thought the ending was great right, for this character. I, you kind of figured, yeah, I, I, I see her doing this, right? I see her ending on that, even though, oh, yeah, and I'd like to thank Claire. <laughs> I can congratulate myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just, the ending worked, but the crazy thing was what Claire is saying at the end is kind of the, the trueness of it all, really. You know what I mean? Without trying to, spoil the ending but I just thought that what she says is really how people kind of should be in essence you know I mean? you. not trying not trying to follow just what people say and you know live live an experience yeah exactly well thank you for saying that because we were trying to imbue it with something like wholesome that could actually be of use so yeah. I'm glad you can see that it wasn't like totally crazy <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no there's so much but I'm, I'm surprised your cat is named after your yoga teacher that's that's that was an interesting insight <laughs> oh that wow. happened I'm, I'm surprised you remember that you remember the little dedication <laughs> I know um that's actually that's actually the actress's name in real life is is Heidi. So <laughs> I've never told her that my cat's name was also Heidi. I just seems like, oh, that's my cat's name. Like that's probably a weird thing to say. So <laughs> she doesn't know. But <laughs> no, no, yeah, that that is always a weird one when you you're talking to people. And you're like, oh, what's your name? Oh, it's you know, and they'd be like, oh. I knew a horse and they died and, it, <laughs> and it had that name. You're like, 
thank you. Um, I'm not sure what I do with that, but that's great. Awesome. <laughs> You're like, I thought it was a human name, but I guess it's a horse name. <laughs> when you were going through this, how much was there like improvisation within the, uh, the you know, the making of it? Definitely. Um most of it you know we only had the outlines of each scene and then we would we would film the scene as we had it memorized probably twice and then we would just improv for as long as we could right yeah you say until so? all when it like ran out of steam or you know if we were able to figure out a way for the scenes to connect or for the scenes to progress the plot like as a lot but that would happen automatically with the improvisation well, all the time. No, Arthur was really great at thematically guiding it. Um, he would see where the scene needed to go to fit the movie as a whole. Um, and he would and he would like throw in some input and then we'd improv off of that. But so. I mean, I really wouldn't even have to do that that much because the improvisation was almost magical. It was like in the same way that on the first day, you basically wrote the whole film with Claire's improv. Every time, like we would, we, there were times when we would bring in actors who didn't even know their characters until they showed up on the day. And then we just be, give them like a vague idea of what we, what they were going to do. And then they would say exactly what I prayed that they would say. Like what I, like in my wildest fantasies, the perfect thing, thing for them to say, they would just start saying it. Like the scene with Pedro um in the native american center oh. like dude <laughs> he did that so like he was incredible and i was just like like you everything are a real person said, dude everything he said was the funniest possible permutation of what he could have said and it was so <laughs> smart and so on theme and like i didn't have to do anything i had to all i had to do was like stop laughing that's all i did for that whole scene was just stop like shaking with yeah the like i was just like giggling and like trying to not ruin the shot because like they like you both did that thing it was magic there was a lot of magic there's a lot of moments like that uh that, that's really good to hear because i mean those scenes you know i mean they just felt that awkward realness to them you know watching this it did remind me of um the english version of the office Thank like you. Have, you, have, you, have you seen the english office because you feel so uncomfortable watching that. But you're watching it and being like, oh my God, I've worked with that person. Like, oh, I've been managed by that person. Oh shit, I've said that. You know what I mean? I, I just <laughs> feel that uncomfortableness in watching it and watching this. You know, just some of the things Claire says, it's just like, um, you know, not just the realization that not all People, not everyone in India is a Buddhist. <laughs> and it, it's just that kind of stuff. And it's just like, you know, when, you, when you're told it's not, it's just like the kind of the look like, are you sure? <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> you, you get it, yeah, exactly. I'm so glad that that comes across. Cause that's, I mean, that's what we were going for. So thank you. Specifically the office. That's what we were really going for, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and, and we watched extras as well. Didn't yeah. we just watch extras right before we we, we did it too? E extras, oh, funny little small man. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm watching those movies right now. Oh yeah, I love it. 
And I just mean, he's like, a huge. Yeah, and just like extras, where it finishes on that that moment, you know, after he does the Big Brother special, and he comes out, and you, even though it's still within the the, the show, you get hit with that whole you know, celebrity putting people on pedestals and you shouldn't do that. So you still get hit with that. Oh yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? And I feel that you kind of ended on that kind of, yeah, you listen, we should be doing this, but it was mm -hmm. still in the character of Claire. So it, it's not like you jumped, you know, the shark or anything like that broke the yeah. wall. It still worked within the context of, you know, the film which was yeah yeah that, you're I mean, making me realize I, what sorry keep going keep going no i was just gonna say it and oh yeah keep with the praise keep with the praise no it just added to you know i mean just this thing that we've just watched and it just ends on that great note rather than that ah, I mean it was so good until the end or you know what I mean I think the consistency all the way through really does bring this home and I, I, I'd say Arthur right with the shooting I think the the, the, the vibe that we get because oh and I don't know if you were trying to do this. Um, so I hope this isn't offending. <laughs> but it's like, Earl is not a great cameraman. The framing of the shots is terrible. You're delighting. Just every, it's so, there's so many bad things that he's doing. <laughs> but it fits with this hokey ad hoc <laughs> head in the clouds documentary that is getting shot. You know what I mean? Like, because I think if it was shot just like, uh, you know, a David Fincher film or, or, or just anything like that, you know what I mean? We got um, Jesse Vilner cinematography up in there. It just <laughs> wouldn't, it wouldn't work, right? So, do, 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 like, was that the the whole intention? Like, oh, I've got to film it badly to make it work. Kevin, dude, this whole like the last twenty minutes is just you confirming that everything that I hoped would like. It's so crazy that you. How many miles away? Five thousand miles away. You only watch the film. You don't know anything like that much about it. And everything that I hoped a year ago that you would be able to get, you got it. Like that's so comforting, dude. That feels so because yeah, like on the first day of shooting, or on the first day of like um, on the first or second day of shooting, we were gonna get a really good package. Like we we were gonna get much better camera, much better lenses, and we actually rented out. We actually like bought. Uh, or rented out like spent the money on it and then I just picked it up and I started looking through and I was like this isn't right like this is not this does not have the right vibe this doesn't feel like a glorified home movie you know this isn't right like this doesn't feel like a guy that Claire hired off of Craigslist 
who like like that's the point you know and that's kind of so so the fact that you know we wasted the money on the cinema lenses we wasted the money on the much better camera and then went and did a downgrade like we used a photo uh, a photography lens instead like the sigma which a lot of people use this one for yeah, filming yeah. but like still it's just not a, a fancy it really wasn't fancy and like we yeah yeah i'm so glad they came across i was worried a little you know <laughs> no there's there's a great scene i think you were oh good yeah i think you'd just seen pedro right and you came out and all we can see is kind of like camera flare <laughs> you can't really see you it's just this outline and you're talking <laughs> it's just such a bad you're here just like what the fuck are you doing claire come on you suck Earl. Earl is not good <laughs> there are so many things where like i i, I feel like we were strategically lowering your expectations more and more and more with like these these those things and then I don't, yeah no and I'm, it made it easier for us because we're yeah. like yeah it doesn't need to be perfect let's yeah. just keep moving <laughs> <laughs> no it's a, i know yeah I, I know the shot you're talking about yeah. the infamous like fully bathed in white like yeah. straight out of heaven like you can't see anything and we just left it in the movie <laughs> so like when you're going through your your dailies and whatnot right and you come mm -hmm. across that shot is it like well, I mean, were you intending to get that shot or is it just serendipitous? And you were like, oh no, that, that has to stay. Um, well, serendipitous. Yeah, yeah. no, we definitely, we I definitely mean, you could have just been like, no, that's what we, you know, we, we cut that so many times to get that perfect shot. <laughs> like we worked so hard to get that. We waited Dude. for the sun to hit and then boom. It was. Yeah, you're sensing <laughs> what I'm thinking. I'm like, maybe I should, maybe I should say it was super yeah, in the, strategic. Yeah, in the, super in the next one of these, just be like, no, we, yeah, we, we, we realized we checked astrology and it said the sun would be rising at this point, and we went there and boom, we got the shot. <laughs> yeah, we set the camera to have like a really, really high ISO. We let all the light in. It was super intentional. Yeah, that's what I'll say from now on. But uh, it wasn't intentional, but it did work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many of those shots did you kind of stumble upon? Like, you know, I guess if you're trying to film it in a certain way, it might not always come out in that certain way. So how, are, like, how many of the shots kind of, you know what I mean, worked the way you wanted them to work and how many were just like, oh, shit. That that second one is so much better. That's what we wanted. There was there was a lot of stuff like that, especially in the later part of the movie. With um, how do I not give spoilers? Uh, like where where the editing gets crazy and where Claire goes on her spiritual journey with the uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like the bliss kind of situations and when when she was finding Nirvana. Yeah, um, you, mean, you mean with the acid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, no one knows what it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Gotta keep that rating down. Gotta keep that rating down. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's not a um, But there, there are a lot of shots, especially in that room with Andrew, is the name of the actor. Like, Arthur was going crazy on the camera. Like, he was like, 
turning upside down, shooting through his own legs. Like he was just doing anything because the room looks so cool. So we were just trying to get like as many shots as possible. We don't really know what we're doing, but we were going crazy. And, and that was the thing too, because like we would to, to, so you can, I don't know if you guys have peer space in, in London where you can rent out a shooting location for like an hour or two. I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm assuming there's probably stuff like that around. I'm sure there might be now, yeah. There's probably stuff like that. We found yeah. out about gear space, and so we could get an hour or two. But we could get an hour or two in, like, a crazy location. You can get a mansion for, like, 300 bucks. Really? So, like, you're like, okay, how do we lean into that aspect mm. of the production where we don't have a lot of money, but we can get, like, an art gallery, a wild place for, like, an hour. And then, like, how do I... So I would just... I just get some coffee before and then just like shoot every single like there was no time yeah in between each shot we would just roll from one to another and to another and uh that and, some crazy shots i mean the lucky thing is that michaela's a very open-minded editor i didn't even mean for michaela to edit the film but then she started editing because we like she was bored and i was like at my day job and then um and then her editing was so much better than mine <laughs> like I was just like, all right, you're editing the movie now, like because she gets it, like she's so much more open-minded. Whereas me, I'm like trying to figure out thematics. I'm trying to like do a more structured thing. Michaela's open to the 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 the, the really overexposed shot that like tells such a story or like all, all kinds of stuff that I never would have thought to put in there. You know, Michaela, and she also the thing about you is that you know when a scene is done. Like there's a lot of versions of, of scenes that I edited, which were like five minutes long, where Michaela's like, all right, that, that, that's good. Let me just take a look at it. And then she cuts it down like 27 seconds. And I'm like, it is better. It is, and, and it, co co it conveys everything I was trying to say. So yeah, you know. It does seem to be a real skill in that. Because sometimes you watch a film and you're like, uh, I mean, if it was just a little shorter, that would have been, it would have been so much more impactful. But then, um, I don't know if it's hit over there, but um, season, yes, yeah, season three of Master of None is just hit Netflix the other day over here. And because this time it's, fee it's following Denise and you're just watching it and there's these moments and it take, it stays on someone for way longer than you would kind of normally think of staying on someone. <laughs> but it kind of like, it really encapsulates the moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it works. Oh, Where, okay. When you're watching something else, you'd be like, oh, that was so, that was way, like when you first start watching the episode, the first episode, you're like, Man, they're lingering a long time. But by, <laughs> by the end of it, you're like, oh man, they really encapsulated this thing, right? So it works. So it's, it's a weird one with the editing. Like, how did you, how did you know? Like, what told you, Claire? Michaela, even. What told you, like, this is the scene? Like, how did that kind of envision in your mind? I don't, I, have, I don't even know. It was like a really ethereal process because this is the first time I've ever edited anything in my life. Like, it's the first time I ever even went into Adobe Premiere. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, but I feel like the movie 
oh god it was so spiritual like the movie edited itself like i really don't i don't know like um okay just, Claire. all right i know jeez sounds exactly like claire um i just i just edited what i would want to see i guess and if i thought it was funny i was like okay this thing's done that's that's the good answer that's the best answer okay. for it i mean that makes sense do you yeah. and i think it also makes sense you saying that that's the first time you've done it right because i don't know if this is the thing for you arthur it's like when like when you've been doing something for you know you're always doing this one thing it's like it's hard to ever go that's done right because you're always like i could do it somewhere i could do it better right there, there's a there's another way of doing that there's another angle of getting that shot there's another way of approaching this thing because you know it you've done it you you, you know what i mean this is your thing but when you don't know something you can be like oh no that's done because you don't know it right so it's just like oh well that's it right Gary, do you, you, you i you know, on my last, my last movie took a long time because I was like, I can make it better. I can make it better. I can make mm. it better. I didn't make it better. That's what I learned in the end. Like yeah. it was okay. It was good, but there's something about, I learned when like that, that, that I, I learned when that moment of being done. I mean, I had to even learn it even more working with Michaela and Claire Point because like, if I had my way, who knows? We might not even be done with the movie. And ultimately, if you work on it for too long, it gets stale. And even the in even when somebody who's watching it for the first time, like if you've been editing a movie for too much, sometimes the audience can feel that even on their first viewing, like that staleness can get stuck in the film itself. Even when it's on Amazon, it still can feel stale and tired. Like, like you watch a movie and you, you know, and you get tired while you're watching because it's almost like it picked up on the energy of somebody overdoing it, you know? So like, yes. so the, there was really a virtue to seeing Michaela just be like, that scene is done. There was one scene though, where I was like, make it longer, make it longer, make it longer. And I think you might know what it is. It's the river scene, it's the creek scene. Oh, that, because I, it, I, I, lo the, I love the river moment, right? The river, the river moment, I will say, it's like the episode of The Office where Michael goes in the wilderness. You know, he's like, I can survive in the, in the wilderness. And he's out there, he's just like, whew, I've been here for hours. It's like, it's 20 minutes, Michael. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> um, and you're like, don't come down. It's too dangerous. I mean, I managed to do it, but you can't. You're going to fall. And you're just like, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> like oh. I mean, okay, okay, okay. You've done it. All right. But you stay here. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, it does not look hard at all. But in real life, I was like, oh, it's so steep. But then you watch it back and it's like, yeah, no, she's just walking. She's just walking through the leaves. Did, it's you, not hard. did you know that you went the wrong direction of the river Don't when you said you were going? That was another moment where the like I could never on. have done, if I had thought about it ahead of time, it wouldn't have been funny. Like even in my camera movement, because she starts going the wrong direction, and yeah, I just like, hang over. Yeah, you perfectly. I, I, 
oh my gosh, right? Because I brought you that moment and you're like, I gotta go to the source. And then you just pan across. It is, yeah, it really is like, um, oh gosh. Yeah, like The Office, right? Because there's a load of those shots where it's just like someone says something that is completely wrong. And then you see the camera go, and then it shows like no entry or something, something. And you're just like, oh my gosh. And, and you just see the river and the way the river is flowing. And so <laughs> that was a whole mistake. Like you didn't realize the flow of the river when you just walked. I um uh, I knew I knew I knew. <laughs> what did I learn last time you asked a question like this? Yeah, I told, it was totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Outstanding! Oh man! It was, yeah, that oh it was so funny. It was so funny. And wow. yes, no, I will say the length of it, it works right because. You, you have to show the, no, 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 this is gonna happen kind of thing. And even though it's just like, hmm, like you, you have to show that, no, <laughs> kind of perseverance kind of thing. And so, yeah, no, that, that really, and I think it helps cement like just, you know, the, the journey Claire is trying to going on. And then the fact that, all of these people, mm, maybe not the best. <laughs> yeah, you know, you you talking about it is kind of hyping me up on our own film. Yeah. Like this is pretty good. <laughs> like I should remember it more, but I'm like, wait, he's making this sound really funny. We did a good job. <laughs> I'm so glad that all this stuff came across. I'm so glad even the river scene, because you know, you can. Um, it, it felt a little long to me, but you know, it's all there for a reason. But I like the fact that you feel stuck. Like it really is like feeling stuck with somebody who you met not recently and they're showing you their bad side for first time ever. Like, you know, like when you have somebody and you're like kind of friends with them or not, and then they're just like, oh yeah, no, let's go out tonight. And then like you end up just not where you want it to be. Oh, and gosh. they are just like, they're spinning out of control. And like, you, you realize you're their only friend like right now it's just like that terrible that's how it felt like and I love that you let it be that long because I don't know man it's just like that's a unique feel I never except for the office except for the office I don't ever get to feel that way on anything so that's awesome you know, yeah that's very awesome so how does the collaborative process work right because it's co-write and co-written co-directed you know, so yeah, how does, you know, how does it work? Like with this whole, with that scene, it's, you know, you, you let Arthur take the lead on the length of it, but what's the process usually? <clears throat> I think it's very, um, for, for us, for the most part, it's quite effortless. I think we really just bounce off of each other, right? How would, what would you say? the sculpture is already in the rock you just gotta like get the rock out of the way you know like claire <laughs> as a character just comes out of michaela and i just have to be there watching i just have to be there with the camera you know like it, the movie itself i mean yeah it really it's not that it writes itself and it made itself but like it almost it felt like it did. sometimes i wonder like sometimes <laughs> i wonder if like claire Boyne could have been beamed into somebody else's head 
just because like it, there are so many things that were so effortless and easy that it felt like I was being told by somebody else and I was copying their homework or something. Like it was just, it's too much fun and it was too easy. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty effortless. Yeah, yeah. I would just edit a scene and I would do it until I felt it was good or I had questions and I'd be like, hey, watch this. And then you'd be like, oh, you can change that there. And then I'd do that and it would be better. And it was, it was very, very effortless. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure you felt that way with something for sorry. Oh no, 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 it's cool. But um, yeah, no, for real. I, I know what you mean. Sometimes you do something and it just flows out of you, you know, and it, you're just like, huh. Like I, I remember writing my dissertation dissertation at university, and I'd written it three times, right? Because I wrote it twice and I was just like, I can do better than this. And, you know, it was like three in the morning, something like that, because I'd, I'd have to go work. And so I'd always be writing my assignments late, well, early in the morning. And um, yeah, it, it's just suddenly I'm just typing. I'm just typing, typing, and then it just all kind of came out. And I'm just like, all right, fuck it, this is it. And, I'm just, and, it, and it was that one where you're just like, all right, part of me is like I could do better but then I'm just like no I think this is the one and I just handed it in and um yeah it worked <laughs> so I was just like woo but uh yeah no sometimes you get that feeling that you when you do something like this is it right there's there's no other voices on the shoulder telling you no don't do this one or oh you're gonna fail you know what I mean it's just like yeah, there's that clarity around it, you know, which is, um, yeah, it's nice, but it doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I know what you mean. The, the feeling is very, very familiar. But when you're making movies, you kind of just keep going until you get that feeling. Um, you just keep doing it. And then you're like, this is the one unless unless that doesn't happen. And then you're like, this could be bad. I hope not. But for the <laughs> most part, for the most part, it, with Clairvoyant, we have another movie that we're doing now. And that one sometimes is a little more difficult to find that inner guidance on. But um, but with Clairvoyant, it was it was really easy to just do it and be like, okay, that's the scene. Like, I don't have a desire to, to cut it a different way. It could be better a different way. I don't know. It's none of my business. It's fine as it is. <laughs> no, so, and yeah. I had a bad habit of always trying to make it, you know, doing that whole like overworking thing. And like, I would, man, I would work on something I tried, it just never got better. It never got better yeah. than when the flow came out, came out of you, like never, you know? I think clairvoyant being intentionally poor quality actually made it easier to not be a perfectionist because it's not like, like you said, it wasn't like amazing cinematography or anything. Cause I'd probably be pickier if it was. And I'd be like, yeah. we need the best of the best. But it was really easy to just be relaxed and be like, okay, well, this is what it's gonna be. It was it was a it was an amazing first time filmmaking experience because I didn't stress myself out too much. Mm. But but I kind of feel in making it to look a certain way, like there can also be that thing of, oh, but does it right? Does it look like it's a bit? Oh, or should we redo it? You know, because I, I think sometimes you see people and they're, they're doing this stuff and it can feel forced, right? It can feel like it's overworked. You know, like you were saying earlier, you know, I think, you know, when you hear about a film's in trouble and you see that there's 
10 writers on it and like five editors on it. And then you watch it and you're like, oh yeah, no, that does show, right? That really does show. But then other times, you know, I remember at the end of um, Rogue One, right? There was all the talk of, I had to bring someone else in to do the reshoot. And you were hearing a bit that it was a bit messy, but I kind of felt it was one of the best Star Wars films. It, for me, it's up there with Empire. So it's that weird situation that sometimes craziness still creates a gem and other times, no, you get cold, right? But it, it's just like, how do you find it? Right? How do you get that happy medium? Um, man. No, that's good. I, I feel like I've heard a lot of stories about movies that have production mishaps and it doesn't always affect the quality of the film. Mm. A lot of times like um like the first Star Wars film, right? Yeah. Didn't that one have it, it was Oh yeah, that was, was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And there was like so many reshoots and so many uh, editing tricks that they did and obviously we all know what happened with that so didn't it didn't negatively affect the outcome of the film right what do you think i think it depends on the spirit like the original um inciting spirit of the movie you know like if you make like okay like with clairvoyant we were just like i'm gonna make a movie for me kind of you know like we were just like we're just gonna make whatever we're gonna make exactly what we want. And it doesn't matter if people don't like it. It doesn't matter if like God himself comes down and it's like, yo, that movie sucks. Because like, I'd be like, you're wrong though. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, like we just made what we thought was gonna be funny and good. And that was probably the first time I've ever done it like that. You know, where like, I wasn't thinking about the audience so much. Like you said, you just made it so that you would like it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just made it so that I would like it. And I think maybe talking about Star Wars, that might be like that, sort of spirit people are able to ride that wave you know because really we're all just trying to like ride the wave of the flow or whatever damn dude clairvoyant does make yeah, me talk spirit so now i'm <laughs> but no like you're just trying to ride the wave like you're trying to surf the wave and i think the initial idea whether it's like coming from whether it beams in you from the flow or whether you make it yourself like i think george lucas was like i am gonna make because george lucas got kicked off of he didn't get kicked off but he wasn't able to make um, Apocalypse Now, right? And that's when he was like, all right, I'm just gonna make one of these Flash Gordon, like weirdo movies with like a bunch of weird aliens and a bunch of, I'm just gonna make my own weird ass thing and I don't care, you know? And there's that energy through it where it's like weird and ugly and dirty. And he was like, you know, like when you think about Star Wars, we take it for granted as a, I can't remember what I'm talking about Star Wars right now, but we take it for granted as like, a cultural foundation it's super weird when you think about it out of context like it's really 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 out there and the fact that it worked it, i think it comes from him like just wanting to you know he had that vibe back then yeah. maybe he still does like american graffiti has that vibe. man american graffiti is a lot like clairvoyant in a lot of ways or i, I hope shit um you know we're like it's just like yeah i don't know i don't know jump in here i'm losing I'm still like, making good points, but I'm losing my structure. No, 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 you're so. good. You're good. I'm following. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I, it depends I, on that, that first, that first, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, no, I, I get what you mean, right? Because when I'm doing these, right, I'm kind of, I want to, I, because I hate 
these interviews right where it just feels very formulaic you know and it's just like um so where did you study okay okay so uh what drove you to making films what's your true bliss you know I mean? and it's just like these are you are you finish the interview and it's like i learned nothing right i learned nothing about why they made this film i learned nothing about you know what really inspires these people to do things so i try i just want to i want to ask the questions that i want to ask i want to I'm, I'm trying to find out all the things that i want to find out right and i kind of feel that will give you know a good piece right yeah, exactly. just like, yeah like why do it for why produce things for other people if you couldn't consume it yourself right yeah i feel like that's that's just not enjoyable that's like being a person who always i mean that's like not to be cliche but that's just like not being an authentic person someone who like is always you know doing things for other people that's just that's just not enjoyable that's exhausting so it's the same thing with art you know and mm. and being an interviewer and all this stuff in life like you can't you can't just do it for other people unless you're claire she she'll, she's probably doing it for other people but <laughs> but generally it's exhausting <laughs> and um how you keep the energy, right? Like, is there music that you play, like game, video games? Like, how, how do you kind of wind down and keep this, you know, the, the vibe right so you can keep on keeping on, essentially? Do you mean in terms of like the editing process or which, which part just, do you mean? Ju just in general, right? Because, you know, shit can get tough right so sometimes you throw on a it's like if you're in the gym if you're running right and you could be like I, you know i'm done and then a certain song will come on you'll be like oh fuck okay all right we've got it again let's go right and there's that thing that can drive you on so sometimes there's a there's a certain book there might be a film you know what I mean? like what what's the thing that you can relax with wind down with and it keeps you coming back it keeps you creative my coffee addiction is one of those things <laughs> just like a cup of coffee i feel like always just kind of boosts my mood which is like probably not great but it definitely helps um uh me and arthur we really like to go on like walks where we just kind of talk about all of our problems there will be times like if we're going through a lot when we were on um in the middle of production for the last film that we did which is called remy and arletta um we would have like a 9 a.m call time we would get up at seven and we would just circle the block for like an hour and a half as long as we possibly could and just talk about everything that was going wrong and everything that was going right and then finally by the time it was uh time to go we would feel like we were ready for the day but if we didn't have that i wouldn't feel ready you know yeah. to go to set so walking around talking that was you know big and coffee is big as well <laughs> yeah and on clairvoyant it was easy because that wave was there like really like i could be in a terrible mood or i could just be completely exhausted and then just suddenly we'd start working on clairvoyant i would get the energy again but coming to that clairvoyant came about because we were really tired of i guess it came about from the problems a little bit yeah yeah like exactly. we were sick of I mean, you say it. no clairvoyant was how we boosted our mood and yeah. got back on track in life because before that, like I was just 
auditioning for for so long and got so close to booking amazing projects and then would just fall through and that's just heartbreaking as an actor to just like you're like I know what I want but no one's giving it to me mm. and you just you come to a point where you're just like what am I doing with my life like I've put so much time into this I've gotten nothing out of it or like not you know not nothing but like not as much as you want yeah. um so clairvoyant was that thing that kind of like I don't know really elevated our my mood and happiness in life in general so I mean, me too i mean i was doing customer service so yeah it elevated it elevated my mood a lot too you know yeah i got like, you I, out of the office yeah i got me out of the office <laughs> you know it was good so yeah um clairvoyant became normally i would have taken to art for solace but clairvoyant became the thing that became that that, that was the solace after a while there you know um so yeah it's a really good question yeah, that's a really interesting question. That's why you don't do your podcasts, uh, your interviews, the way that you know all those other boring people do it. That's awesome. Ah, no, thank you, man. Thank you. So, you have another project? We do. We have another project. Um, I finished my first pass of editing on it probably like a month ago, um, and I've been a little busy, so I haven't been able to go through a second time and start, you know fixing it up even more it gets exhausting because you're like you you go through editing a film four times by the time you're done you don't even you don't even like seeing it and I'm like oh yeah. geez now I have to watch this a million more times but um but yeah that was Remy and Arletta we did it kind of um we did it in the middle of coronavirus um we were we, we tried to be very safe on set and stuff but that it was another project that was born of like you know eight months in lockdown and at the end of it we were like we gotta do something like life is passing us by it's time to make another movie and I wrote it in like a week um I you know we went on actors access we found amazing actors who were like well I'm gonna do it for free because like we don't have budgets or anything like that and you know everyone just everyone donated their time like literally donated because everyone did it for free our dp did it for free the actors did it for free and um yeah we made another movie so outside and how long was that after clairvoyant think- three months like you were you were editing we were getting everything ready and by the time that we had the poster and the trailer it was Wait, you're right, actually. Yeah, dude. It wasn't that long after. It but, feels like years. Because but... we because we got into such a good groove and then coronavirus showed up and then we were like, there's only so many mid-2000s movies you can revisit before you, you know, there's only so much Bachelor I can watch before I'm like <laughs> tired of this shit. I gotta go do something. So yeah. And you more than me. Like you were, man, you were, you were like a cat at 3 a.m. in the morning just jumping around, scratching shit. Like, yeah, so we... It was time. We had to do it. You know? <laughs> no, that that definitely makes sense. I, I know what you... There's when you finish doing something, there's that energy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember, um, like, doing a, like, a stand-up set, right? You, you come off, and there's so much... And you're just like, I need to do it again. I need to go again. Where can I go <laughs> again? Because you're, you're just so, like ah that was so good right I need that rush you know what I mean so it, it's just like it makes sense to keep it moving rather than you know wait a couple of years and then be like all right let, let's do another one kind of thing. <laughs> you kind of then 
you know, the curve flattens out, right? And this time it's not about flattening the curve. It's about keeping that shit going. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. And Clairvoyant, like, um, we, we tried to elevate our production quality a little bit on the second one, but Clairvoyant gave me the confidence to know that it's possible to make a movie on your own. You know, we found all the websites. Um, we, we, realized, we, we learned how to work a camera, like kind of, you know, we, we already had set the groundwork. So by the time we had done Clairvoyant, I was like, wow, we can, we can actually just do that again. Like that is possible to, to do it again. Um, who would have thought, but yeah, we, we, so we did it again. <laughs> I don't know, that's fun. I think that, that speaks a lot. That's volumes right there. You know, because I think, man, the amount of times I've gone to places, you know, whether it's like a comic convention, a comedy thing, you know, a writing thing. And like, people ask those questions. We're like, how can I do this thing? Or, or give me, you know, all the tips to be able to do this thing. And it's just a bit like, yeah, but they're only telling you from their experience. You know what I mean? It's not gonna, it's not gonna be that for you. Right, and you're looking for these easy ways into something when the best way to do it is just do it. Exactly, that, that's literally the only way. That, no, that's a good point because everyone can give different tips. And um, uh, sorry, I just started to sound like Claire and it freaked me out. Um, <laughs> and I got really, I got in my head You're today. in an interview, so you're gonna, she's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna, it's it's gonna, gonna happen, happen. It, it, it's okay, just remember. We're all made of stars. I'm gonna get triggered. I love Zilda. Zilda was great. <laughs> so Zilda, Zilda was just great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First of all, thank you for remembering thank the movie. You so thank much. you for like quoting it. That's crazy <laughs> that you remember everything. You remember my cat's name and you remember what Zilmar said. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy no but that actor like he showed up and he blew us away too like we we were really stressing to just be natural um yeah. and I didn't think anyone would actually be able to I was like it's really hard because it's really hard you get a camera in front of you and then you start like hamming it up but um but no he was like he was chill as a cucumber and he was so natural I'm like this just looks like a real guy like he was just talking to Claire like it was that was a great performance from him <laughs> No, because of people like Zilmar, because of, because of a lot of the actors and because of you. You know what? So, you know, our poster uh, was done by um, Chris, Chris Davidson at Robot Eye. He's really, he's like super good. You know, he watches a lot of movies. He does a lot of posters for like big movies too. Um, and we, he made my last poster, you know, and then, and then so after he watched the film and started giving me drafts, he was on the phone with me and he was like, so why do you like get into documentary filmmaking and where did you find this girl? And I was like, wait a minute. And he would say these things and he would just say it like, oh my God. And like, where'd you find the Zomar? Like, you know, like, and it took him two or three weeks. Sorry, Chris. It took him like two or three weeks to realize that like, this was not a real documentary <laughs> at all. And that he, that he was just actor. You are such a dirtbag, Arthur, man. You just threw motherfucker under the train. I you did. Be like, oh, you shit. gave his name, what he does, like the she oh, works fuck. on, Wait, and then it's just like, and the sucker fell for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 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 
Nobody's right. He was like, oh shit. <laughs> he was able to suspend his disbelief. Yes. He is very <laughs> imaginative. My face is so hot. I threw in the bus. Okay. <laughs> no, that is hilarious. That is so no, but on the real though, right? I, I do think we've all come across Claire. Right? We've all come across Claire. And the funny thing is, like Claire is the kind of social media influencer. You know what I mean? Throwing yeah. out the, the cloakerisms and all of this kind of thing. Wearing the yin-yang t-shirt, doing the yoga pose in, like, <laughs> in public <laughs> and, all, and all of that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's just, yeah, it, it's a, oh, I, I think I'm a, oh gosh, Boa Moan, Boa, ah, Boa, Budaman. Yes. Like, Buddy Darnold? Yes. Like, and you had all the get up on and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just like, sorry, keep going. No, I just going to be like, there's a lot of people that you, you see that do that, right? Will claim that, oh, I'm so enlightened. I'm so this, I'm so that. And it just, just by, you know, throwing on the garb <laughs> will say that they're the thing. You know, like you see people in Che Chavero t-shirts who have no clue who Che Chavero is. You know, what I mean? and, and and it's yeah, that that's a crazy thing. So you could watch it and think, oh yeah, no, I've seen I've seen this on fucking Instagram. Like I've seen that person. So I, you know, I I can see where someone would might might go. And especially if you're watching it in the, the rawest form, be like, oh yeah, no, that's a, all right, so this is a real thing, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't insult him or anything. Okay. No, yeah. no, 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 you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was, it, we took it as a compliment. So yeah. it was really only a good thing. I'm like, if anyone thinks that this could be real in the slightest, like, that's awesome. You know, that means mm. that we did our job. So it was definitely a compliment. Yeah, no, and um, no, I'm just in my head. Don't worry about me. Don't look at me. I'm just just worried. (laughs) I'm okay, though. No, I mean, like, with, with, um, I think a lot of the film festivals actually thought that this was a very poorly made documentary at first, until we put in the blurb after that happened with Chris, then we put in the blurb, like, this is satire. This is, like, a spoof, you know? Uh, Before that, you should have just liked it. You should have just left it. Let everyone marinate in, the, in their silliness. <laughs> I mean, I think you're. A, I think you're right. I got. I got insecure because like we can see the analytics of people watching, and like they would watch it and they just turn it off, and then like put that it's satire, and then all the watches got full, and I was like, okay. Yeah, we started getting into more film festivals after we said it was satire. So I was like, this is actually tricky. I think because they probably have to see so many shitty movies, so then when they see that like it's kind of shitty. You know, like, but they don't, they don't re- realize at first that I would say that you don't know, you don't really, at what point do you know that it's a joke? Like for sure, for sure. And you're in on the joke without knowing that it's a spoof. I mean, I don't know. I would say right away, but maybe that's maybe, just because But yeah, so after we put the blurb in, then the, the, the film festivals like actually started watching all the way. But at first they were turning off in like the first five minutes, you know, like that kind of thing. So yeah. 
I, I, I remember when The Office first came out because I think they just said it's a mockumentary. They, they just said it's like a documentary, right? Mm -hmm. They kind of put it out there that a camera crew followed these workers in an office because there was already a few shows. I think there was something like the, the phone room or something and they, there was a camera team in a telemarketing place. And so there was already a few real things real kind of weird documentaries like that so when the office hit they just said it's that and people watched it and were just like like I think it's just I can't believe and they insulted that per woman in the wheelchair and they did this and they did that and then when people realized it's a joke then you just suddenly saw like it just spike and it just go through the roof and it's just like you're in, I, I think there's a joy in that right because it, it's just pulling the wall over people's eyes and then when they realize then they enjoy it and it's just like so why didn't you enjoy it in the first place like come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was out. yeah it was probably too cringy for them to even enjoy it, thinking it was real they're like oh my god why are you being terrible to these people but no that was probably a genius like pr move at the time for yeah. the office to do that i didn't know that they did i that. didn't know that the office was like comedy blair witch yeah i didn't know oh, that yeah, at all that's, that's super cool <laughs> They, they had a real blog that you could go to, right? You could go to the Dunder Mifflin blog and... Yeah, well, what was the company in the English office? Oh, the, the company that they worked at. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, you know. Oh, man, I can't remember, you know. Oh, Herman, I know that they had a I website. And they Herman, had Herman, Walt, Herman blog, Herman, yeah. Herman vlog or something like that. Something sounded like that. Yeah, no, I think that they, they, they did like uh, the website as well or the blog as well with them and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, dude, he's a super inspiration. He's like, just listening to interviews of his, like I, that's somebody who inspires. That, that gets Ricky me pumped. Turbay. Yeah, no, yeah. listening to Ricky talk about just about anything gets me pretty pumped up to go and make stuff, yeah. What about him talking about death? Does that pump no, you dude, no, he's a little on that shit right now. And it kind of bumps me out, but whatever. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, no, that just reminded me about the bit in the, um, <laughs> the thing I Claire talking, and it was just like a, about um, enlightenment. To find enlightenment, you have to find that release. And you're like, like in death? You're like, no, no, not, not there. Not, not dead. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> the movie. Almost went off the rails after that scene. You remember our first idea for that scene with what? the cult? Yeah, who, like may or may not movie. have been immortal. Like there was all kinds of like some, some kind of like sacrificial demonic shit that was going to happen after that that we were just gonna put in there and then leave. And I'm so glad that instead we did the river scene because mm -hmm. it's just so much more low key, but at the same time, it it mm. makes everything feel so urgent in a way, in in its mundanity and in, in like how boring it is, it still like feels big to Cause, me. Cause if we had killed a cat, like yeah, not no. actually killed, but in the movie killed a cat, it would have been really hard to come back from that. So yeah, no, I'm glad that, that Bliss just, you know, she did what she did, she scammed her. We moved on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 yeah. That feels more like what Claire would do. Right. I, yeah. I don't know if I believe Claire could kill a cat.
but exactly. I could definitely believe that she, someone could convince her to go on a retreat <laughs> and then find a source. <laughs> you know, so I, mean, I think you, when you're watching it, everything, you know, I mean, fits, right? You'd be like, yeah, of course she would do that, right? Uh, and especially after Pedro, then of course she'd have that conversation with Anushka, you know what I mean? And, and then of course it would go to that. And it's just like, you know, you, you took it to that next level without becoming absurd, right? Mm -hmm. And which keeps it in that realm of, is this some real shit? Right, because I think if you had gone too far in one direction, you'd be like, no, that's not. You know what I mean? But the way it is, you can still be like, does she realize that that person is, huh? You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I think this works like that. Yeah, so yeah. I think, yeah, not doing the cat thing, definitely a great <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. We we didn't we didn't intentionally do that. We were we were gathering all the actors and like we had some of the costumes ready to go and we were we were going to shoot the the cult scene, but then coronavirus happened and everyone was like, no thanks, we don't want to be seeing anyone right now. So it was kind of a stroke of luck, and you know, so we went and did the river scene and we could do that by ourselves because no one else had to be there. So that's what happened. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's great. So how can people, you know, follow what you're doing and everything like that? Um, do you mean like social media wise? Yeah, website. Yeah, it's your time to plug all your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even been offered to plug before. So like, what do you mean? What do you speak of? Do you want my address? Like, you can follow me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have an Instagram and it's clairvoyant movie at clairvoyant movie, I guess. And it's spelled Claire, the name Claire, obviously C-L-A-I-R-E voyant movie. Um, and yeah, I'm just, that's pretty much where you can find all of our stuff. Um, it'll all be linked to the Instagram. Cool. Cool. And, and what about future projects? How can people, you know, keep an eye on all the other stuff? Do you have a, like a production website or anything like that and if not why not i'm gonna make one now you can spend all lockdown make two movies but you can't build a website god damn it oh, oh, god. God. um you can okay let me think let me think there has to be a way it's the internet we're like no, totally we're no, totally no, 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 i'm just gonna pretend, just follow us on i'm just gonna right? no i'm gonna pretend that we have a website and then by the time this comes out, we'll have a website. Oh, so what's in it called? This, the website is clairvoyantmovie.com. We do have one. And yeah. if you want to follow what we do next, then you can go to DNA. IMDB. Yes, IMDB, you can IMDB us. Uh, or dnaproductions.com, we have that. Should I put that there? Don't let, I'm not gonna try. <laughs> You're on your I'm own. Gonna listen to her. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. no. Spell D I E N N E T productions.com. Probably going to. Or just go on IMDb. You can look. Yeah. My name is Michaela Whitman. His name is Arthur De La Roche on IMDb. Everything yeah. is listed there as well. So that's probably better. Phew. Ignore the website. <laughs> I got a little too up with you there. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. No, this has been a no, this has been a great, great, uh, great time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate, yeah, you two just stopping by for this conversation. I no, thank you for thank you so much for having us. I noticed it got dark where you are as we were having this conversation. So you like oh, gave us your evening. No, it, it's just my lighting's a bit shit. <laughs> like, what about I, the window? No, the window though. You can charge that lighting. Oh, oh yeah, it's oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was light when you started, I think. <laughs> what time is it? It's like eleven PM or something? Um, oh no, no, no. It's it's not oh it's just gone um just gone nine. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no, thank you. Thank Kevin, you so much. This was awesome. You are awesome. And thank you so much for watching the movie. Yes, thank and you for quoting it. That's, yeah, thanks for genuinely thank liking it. Thank you for understanding it. it. Yeah. That, that actually is a great test run for me. I'm like, okay, you understand it. You get the humor. That makes me feel much better. No, I'm so <laughs> satisfied now that we talked to you. Like, I don't even, I mean, I want other people to see it, but that was awesome <laughs> talking to you about it. This is so great. No, I, I honestly, I honestly enjoyed it. Right, it, because sometimes you you know you do these things and you didn't always like the film, right? Mm -hmm. But I but I always feel that even if I don't like the film, right, some other people are gonna like the film. There's plenty mm -hmm. of stuff that I don't like, but other people like. But it's still really interesting talking to the creatives behind it because they can get. Because sometimes there's scenes and you're like, I don't know why that was that, and then they break it down. You're like. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. All right, I get it. You know, or it's just learning about the different because you know, every every director and writer has a different process. You know what I mean? So, like everyone I speak to, you know, the way they approach something, like hardly anyone approaches it in the same way. You know what I mean? So I, I, it's so interesting. And so it's just like. Yeah, if you really enjoy something, it does make the conversation even better because you can be like, oh, and that scene, and oh, how did you do that bit? Right. So yeah, if if I do kind of if yeah, when I'm mentioning a film, it's because I honestly did enjoy it. Like it, it's not, I I never want to pull the wool over people's eyes, and then when the review drops, it's just like. All right, so um, yeah, clairvoyant, just a hot mess, hot mess, people. It's just the actor, just not a talent, right? A bit, <laughs> a bit, a bit paper thin on characterization. There's just no depth, right? Like the budget, <laughs> budget. I mean, they couldn't even afford a McDonald's coffee. All right, that's what that is, people. So I'd avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. He's been lying. <laughs> no, I'm looking for that review. <laughs> no, so yeah, no, I honestly really did enjoy the film. So um yeah, thank you. I I appreciate that. I I love the fact that AJ yeah put me in touch with you too. You know, so um, this is awesome and um yeah when the new one drops i hope that you um you know when you're all big time and shit I'm not saying you're not now but when you're even <laughs> more so then you know you find time to come talk to me 
No, we'll be back. And uh, hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later. It might be so, the end of the year. So yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, oh my gosh. Like even just saying that, you, you one moment you think, oh, the end of the year, that's quite a long time. But then I'm just thinking, it's nearly June. <laughs> this this year has just gone so fast. And I've just, it's gone so fast while feeling like it's been a slog. So it's just like, yeah, the end of the year, I'm going to blink and it's going to be the end of the year. <laughs> I know. I, I think about that like once a day. I'm like, where is time going? Why is it so fast? Dude, I bet that June 21st, time will slow down for you. <laughs> you'll actually have stuff to do you'll hire it'll be it'll be different yeah, you'll partying. be able to go outside party yeah exactly <laughs> well I, I i'm hoping um yeah the the work situation will have changed which will then up the production of the, the podcast and everything so the next time we speak might be a little fancy shit going on people you know what i mean Maybe we'll be in London. Honestly, I could use any excuse to go to London. <laughs> I love London. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, um, yeah, I, I really, because what? The film drops next month, right? Yeah. 22nd, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I hope it's um, a huge success. I hope it's huge. Thank you. And, you know, even though it got Amazon rather than Netflix, I know Claire wanted Netflix, but... You know, Amazon is still good, Claire. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> hey, your mum's be proud of you. <laughs> My mom is so proud. <laughs> but yeah, no, all the success, all the success. And yeah, I look forward to um, speaking to you again in the future. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. It um, has been awesome. This is awesome. Thank you so much. All right, you two take care. All right, you take care. Have a great night. Have a good night. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Bye. <laughs> Keep being stars, people. <laughs> so, people, there you have it, right? Clairvoyant, and this is such, uh, is honestly such an amusing film. Right, it's a music film, but also you have seen people like Claire. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have met a Claire, right? So the the fact that um you know Michaela and Arthur were able to create this, oh, it's fantastic. And listen, it, it, I don't know if it came through in um in the, our conversation, but they are two of the loveliest people you could ever meet. So people, I highly recommend you go and check out the film. And once you've watched that and you've enjoyed it, go uh, go check out other stuff that they have done. Because people, you will not be disappointed. Alright, so in the episode details, we've got their socials, we've got the pre-order for the film. You hear me? So go follow them and go pre-order. It will, uh, you know, Claire couldn't find what she was looking for, but you'll be able to find a smile and a little happiness if you watch the film, people. So go do that and enjoy. So here we are.